Boy! You there! What, what podcast is this? Why, sir, this is a whole new pod! By God, that's my favorite podcast! The spirits did their magic! They did it all in this two-week period! (laughs) The ultimate Christmas present is here! A podcast on time for a holiday! Wow. All right, uh, and then that's it. That's the end of the podcast. The end. That's the... Now, not in my Ebenezer Scrooge voice. I'm Lucas Melby! And I'm Jacob Telejohn. And a happy, happy, as I say in Britain, happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas, Harry. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, happy Kwanzaa, happy New Year's. Yeah, but we're getting this out before any of those have happened, so... The or name of this we? movie is The Ultimate Christmas Present. What is more of The Ultimate Christmas Present than a whole new loading up a, a, a phone, pod. loading up a, a podcast on somebody's phone, slipping underneath the tree? It's, it's this podcast. Oh, I to. like oh, that. Oh, my God. And they're like, Talk I, about I really stuffer. wanted a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted a nice shirt. A whole and new I, pod merch? Ooh. Oh, too soon. Yeah, we don't even have a great <laughs> logo for the oh, podcast golly. yet. But what we have here, beyond just random Christmas ad-libbing, we are a podcast all about Disney Channel original movies. We've been watching them all in chronological order. This is the final episode. Of the 2000s. Uh, Well, of of, of the year 2000. Yeah, the year 2000 and whatever we want to call the the 2010 teens or whatever, because this will be the last episode we'll do this decade, which isn't very impactful because we've only been doing the podcast for a year. (laughs) But, you know, it's a a culmination, and yes, very timely that the show we're doing today, the show, I'm like an old person, hey, we're going to go to the the moving picture show. Mickey Rooney is not in this movie, by the way. (laughs) Fortunately not. But we covered a Christmas movie called The Ultimate Christmas Present. We've had a couple of Halloween decoms. Yeah. And looking ahead, I don't know if it's something... I think there'll be more Christmas decoms we have, but I don't know if it's quite every year that they'll have. Definitely not every year because they're not doing that many decoms every year even now. I mean, there will definitely be more Halloween ones. We know that. We've got three more Halloween town ones alone to do. We're trying to fit this in to our own holiday schedules and fit into your holiday schedule. So we're going to respect your time. Make this a, a nice, short, little, sweet episode, hopefully. So let's just get right into it. Two hours later. Yeah, well, we'll see. The magic of editing. <laughs> <laughs> but there's not really too much of, like, a title sequence here. It's just they, cut two shots of California. Yeah, like with, surfers. It just, I thought it was so funny that aside from a couple of shots where they had, like, a, a Santa balloon or something, yeah. these could be any shots of California. Yeah. But we have Christmas music playing. I don't know. It was probably Jingle Bells or I don't exactly remember. Yeah. But we see, yeah, surfers, people skating. Then we just get a widespread of, of Los Angeles. And, and it just n- looks dry. Yeah, it's just desolate looking. Yeah. It looks like a desert. It looks terrible. Yeah. And, you know, that's our maybe Minnesotan in us that, hey, we get real Christmases. We get white Christmases. But this time, L.A. might be getting a white Christmas. Wow. And that white Christmas led to the Rodney King reference. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yes, we also get the title card along with saying that this is Los Angeles, that this is three days till Christmas. Yeah. Hmm. Then we cut to... One of our main characters, probably like third or fourth main character, that is Edwin Hadley, who yeah. is... I, at first, I picked him as kind of just an awkward weatherman. Jacob made a very good uh, comparison that he seems to kind of fit into a role of like a, a Rick Moranis type guy. Yeah. Uh, Dorky and... Honey, I shrunk my dick! Wow. I, so I, that's how I kind of picked him, pegged him as a Rick Moranis character, but he's... As the movie goes along, he's a little less fun. He's yeah, kind of he's a jerk. A, yeah, he's kind of a jerk. But I, at first, at, at first, you feel like you should feel bad for him. Yeah, he's kind of like that dorky dude who's getting kind of picked on or just getting kind of shoved under the bus. Kind yeah, of I thought he was this kind of a, an awkward weatherman who. Yeah. He's in L.A., so I thought maybe as a meteorologist, he was kind of getting tired of like the same. In, old... in this scene, he's like, "Oh, there's." No snow on Christmas. No. Big surprise. We're in L.A. So I thought maybe he was getting bored with his job. But the no, he's just guess. yeah a boring presenter and yeah just not a very fun guy. He's not smiling at all. Then we're introduced to our main character, Allie. And this is... Jacob had just mentioned or commented that as we were coming up to record that this wasn't very a typical decom with his structure. But the beginning of this movie... 
very much is. It's, you know, something right out of Miracle in Lane 2 as far as like, hey, here's this family. We're going to go through the house. We're going to be introduced to the dad who's like a bit of an eccentric. He's making a weird website. That they're all running around dog kind of doing bones. something busy. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're the, all kind of hectic doing The something. mom runs a catering business and she's very like by the schedule. She's trying no. to plan out when they're going to spend time together on Christmas because she's too busy. And then we get good old Joey. <sighs> Our Lord and Savior. Who Jacob recognized immediately. I did not. Yeah, he's he's he actually is plays like the the elf in a couple of the Tim Allen Santa Claus he's, movies. He's typecasted as an elf Christmas movie character. Christmas movie, yeah. <laughs> also, I we were just pulling up his IMDb real quick. He seemed to have palled around with Tim Allen a lot because he was in Santa Claus two and three. Of course, that is Santa Claus with an E at the end because. It's, it's like a legal clause. clause. Who, who doesn't want that in their children's movie? <laughs> Sign a contract after you killed Santa Claus. <laughs> but he was also in the Shaggy Dog remake starring Tim Allen. And I think we have a, a quota where we have to mention the Shaggy Dog at least like once every five episodes or something. That sounds about right. But Joey, is a, he's a rotund little, little brother. He's got some, I, I probably like buck teeth. He's got a, a bowl cut because this is the early 2000s. Late, yeah. Film in the late Liter- 90s, Literally in the year 2000. 2000. We know when, yeah. <laughs> when yes, this is. Yes, 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 yes. No, it's not in a, a fictional, it does not say present day so no. that it can be applied to any present day. And then he also has, and not to really make fun of this, but he's got some kind of like, I imagine it's not purposeful, but he's he always talks very wetly or like slurring his words a bit. So, but it kind of comes off as like something you could do to play up you being like a cute little brother. But there also is one scene where I do visibly see him wipe like some spit away from his mouth. He's definitely slobbering at one point. Which I am certainly not any person to talk about somebody having too slobbery of a mouth as people who have probably listened to this podcast sometimes pick up on. I try to edit around all the the lip smacks we might have. And then Allie is just... She's just a girl, really. A normie. She's a pretty typical decom protagonist, as we'll see uh, in a little bit. And then we're introduced to the other main character, who is Samantha, or Sam for short, who is played by... Brenda Song. Is that her actual real name? I believe okay, so. Okay, I wasn't sure if that was just her sweet life of Zach and Cody name. So no, yes, I don't think we'll, so. We'll uh, see her become a decom alumni. Wendy as, Wu, Homecoming yeah, Warrior. We'll see her in the future, and yeah, she is in one of probably, I don't know, the top five biggest Disney Channel shows in the sweet life of Zach and Cody. Yeah. So yeah, she is Allie's friend, and she... I, it's not immediately clear because we never go to Samantha's house, but I'm she seems to live across the street from Allie, but at the yeah, same time, her yeah. mom's always like Dropping driving her up off. to like pick her up or drop yeah, her off. Yeah. And it's like, what yeah. is going on? But Allie informs Samantha, because again, this is in the last days leading up to Christmas that we've been invited to Blake's Christmas party. Oh my God, so we're going to become we're cool. Thinking, we're thinking Blake, some like, you know, freshman in high school, you know, just this really cool guy. <laughs> yeah i mean that's kind of what i was sick and you know he's like you know this is this cool dude because we're getting it set up up. it's kind of like why do they even do some of this because the concern about like blake's christmas party doesn't really come into play and it's she's like oh we're gonna be popular our life is made so we're setting up like they're not cool and that never matters yeah no it never matters after like the first like 20 minutes they're like hey we only have an hour we need to turn this into like a 70 so i mean 80 maybe there was more it was i mean Uh, but yeah it serves no purpose this blockade because yeah all this beginning part feels like so cookie cutter decom where like the rest of the movie doesn't really deal with this at all after that yeah so yeah we see at school again keeping with decom tropes at alley in her class didn't do her homework oh what a slacker and then she tries to make up a funny story about i think charles dickens for like a book report but then the class just laughs and they're like haha whatever and then Allie meets up with samantha in the hall and they're just talking about like oh i don't want to do this paper it's i gotta do it for tomorrow now and then yes we get the big reveal as they're leaving the school that blake walks up and blake if this was any other decom, I don't even know if he would have been a named character. He yeah. could have just been the guy who gives the Lawrence brother the nux in the cafeteria in the other me or something. He's just so nondescript. Yeah. Bordering he's on nobody. just being dweeby looking. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, again, we're thinking like 
you know, oh, he'll be at least decom level of cool, whether that's Cody and the 13th year looking or something, which again, it's so funny that that is still pretty much the only decom where they set out that this character is super cool. And so many others have recognized that that's probably not the most relatable character we need to put out there. Yeah. That it's better for our characters, even if it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of the movies to be looked at as losers or underdogs and like their school life. And I know not everybody agrees with at least my and I think Jacob was not the hottest on the 13th year because that still continues to be our number one YouTube video. And also the only yeah. one that I think we're getting ratioed a bit where I think the like to dislike ratio is even yeah. at like five likes versus five yeah. dislikes. Yeah. But I think as time People goes along, Cody. we probably are going to be yeah ratioed and have fewer likes than dislikes. Yeah. So is what it is. The mob is not going to change my opinion about <laughs> Cody. So we get the the big reveal of Blake, and I think his party must be on New Year's Eve, or uh, sorry, Christmas Eve, or the 23rd. There's some throwaway line from Joey, the little brother's like, my basketball tournament is, and I'm like, who's having a basketball tournament on Christmas (laughs) Eve or Christmas Day? And let me just tell you, Joey does not look like he plays a lot of basketball. No, he just rides the bench. It's it's pretty he, obvious. He at one point comments that he thinks Allie probably got him a football for Christmas, yeah, which I'd... is not on brand for Joey. He's no. the b-ball boy. Yeah. He looks like a basketball a bit. Oh, <laughs> so. my God. And then leaving the school, they go on a bike ride. I think Allie had said something like, "Let's go, we're going to go pick up presents, or I don't know what... I don't know, yeah, why they're following themselves out in the middle of the woods. Yeah, it starts to get a bit of a Goonies vibe, where it's just two little kids on their bikes in the middle of the woods I mean, in Los Angeles. Yeah. Which, never been to LA, don't know the geography. I don't know how, how big of a bike ride they went for, but... But they, they are apparently in the woods somewhere, to the point where they've gotten lost, and they don't really know where they are. Yeah. And then they find a cabin and they comment about how weird it is for this person to live like so far away from everybody in LA like where are these woods (laughs) like I know there's some national forests and places you know national parks close to LA but still like outside of LA they went for a long ass bike ride yeah they lived on the outskirts and they so they they see this cabin that they've never seen before and they start to sneak up to it again very Goonies like and you hear a mumbling and a grumbling and a bumbling (laughs) Yeah, they look at the window, they see some old guy banging fucking shit around, and he's got something in his hands that he's not happy with, and he throws through the window. Perfectly. Chucks it all, goes out, what have you, and it lands straight in like the dumpster. Yeah, a perfect throw through a window into a garbage can, which is right by the girls as they're looking in. And then they get kind of spooked. Scared, yeah, because they maybe think he sees them and he's throwing stuff at them. I don't know. Who knows? And Sam is wanting to leave. Allie says she's a chicken, which is kind of a thing that recurs in the movie. Yeah. Creates a slight bit tension. of tension and disagreement between yeah. the two. But the movie's not really long enough or fleshed out for them to really have, have that a... third act yeah. kind of thing of like, oh, the friends are breaking up. It's yeah. kind of a single scene over three minutes or yeah. something. But Allie wants to see what the old man threw away, and it looks to be some kind of... Machine, or I don't know. Like a metallic egg, something yeah. something Dr. Robotnik or Dr. Eggman would have made in Sonic. Yeah. Allie thinks it's really cool, so she grabs it, throws it in her backpack, but they her, ride off. Her, her friend says, you gotta put it back, you know, and she's like, well, it's it's garbage. Samantha and is like, a good it's not, it's not yours. It's not yours. It doesn't, you know, just leave it alone. And then as they're taking off, here comes Santa. He would went outside to grab something from another ship. Well, we should say, we hadn't said it was Santa because, we can cut you that know, out. it's an audio I mean, podcast. No, no, I'm not saying it's a reveal because here you see him come out. You see he's a white man. or Well, yes, a he's a white, white man. A white male. But <laughs> he has a white beard and everything. Yeah. And he sees it missing. And then he does just about like a home alone, like turn to the camera, scream. <gasps> like, oh, it's stolen. They're not beating around the bush. I think in no. like within a couple of scenes, we're going to find out this is Santa Claus. Yeah. He notices that the machine is gone and he's losing his shit. On the Which, way why is Santa in L.A. three days before Christmas? Well, hmm. we'll eventually kind of figure out why, but it's kind of still a weird explanation. Yeah. So the girls take the machine, immediately run up to Allie's room, and they're starting to flip around with some of the knobs and buttons on it. And it turns out it's a weather machine. And yeah. It starts to create a, a storm Rain. cloud. 
Oh, yeah, the st- storm cloud. Yeah, first. that yeah. rains yeah. very localized into Allie's room. And then they, like, keep turning the buttons and stuff, and the rain starts to get heavier. It's like a downpour. Eventually, they touch something that makes it like lightning, and the lightning hits one of the lamps, and it shatters onto the floor. Yeah, and at one point, one of them goes, this is so Fierce. fierce and I'm, i as i'm laughing about them saying fierce i'm like what does that even mean <laughs> then joey opens the door and says what fierce <laughs> i heard fierce and they're just like oh joey get out of here and then it's like what is it is it my present yeah you know he's a nosy little brother and is it a football he's curious as to what what like did you give me a football or a poster of the lakers the cheerleaders La- yeah. or he might even said lakers, lakers girls yeah like, not the even lakers girls they say Allie's like 14. Joey's got to be like nine. Like, what is what is a kid like that doing? Oh, you know. But Joey's is the epitome. He's the apex of what a man is. A he male. loves he loves food. He loves titties. <laughs> yeah. He loves basketball. <laughs> Sports. At one point, I can't. I couldn't tell if it was just because of it being in the house or if this was yeah. an actual weather setting on the machine. But it creates an earthquake. Earthquake, yeah. There was he's like, oh, like what's that squiggle do? And then they turn it. And okay, so it was an actual oh, earthquake yeah. setting. What the fuck are why you? Why would you make that? We learn out learn why Santa made the machine, but it has nothing to do with. Why are you Other creating stuff natural besides disasters? snow? Yeah, why would you ever need to make an earthquake, Santa? Uh, as the house is shaking, we get to see some of Mom, who is running a catering business, as well as her assistant, who we probably won't talk about very much in the movie, but he keeps showing up, and, you know, it is 2019, and you can probably say this character is kind of problematic. He, it's not clear, because he's a little flamboyant, has an accent, it's not clear whether he's like an Indian stereotype, because he looks East Asian or so, the, yeah. of the, the subcontinent area, or if he has like a flamboyant gay accent, it is it is tough to tell. He's or maybe some of both. <laughs> and I, I mean, yeah, he he makes multiple occurrences, but kind of at the end of the movie, just kind of get, fades out again. You no, know, yeah, it's surprising that he keeps coming because we'll eventually get to the point in the movie where there's a snowstorm going on, but he's still. Hey, he's committed to the catering job that's operated out of the family's kitchen, and so he's he... <laughs> always making the drive yeah. there. <laughs> And then eventually they flip onto a different setting that makes it snow. Yeah. Again, still just in Allie's room, yep. though. Yeah. So they're like, oh, sick. Fierce. Uh, but Fierce. Sam, again, being the responsible friend, wants to return the machine, take it back to that house or whatever. But Allie's like, Haha, no, I'm going to make it snow. And so she taps her nose. Taps her and nose. And then Sam's goes, cocaine? Cocaine <laughs> drops from her nose. But no, Sam's table. like, we're going to make it a snow day because then I don't need to do my paper before yes. Christmas. Not thinking a father who is on a plane. Though. Oh yeah, we should mention the dad who is making some website or he's a software salesman or I don't know. He had to go on some business trip. Yeah. So he is gone now. Then we just get a hard cut, no fanfare or anything, to the North Pole. We see the title card, North Pole, same time. Yeah. Which, I don't know if geographically if that works, is the North Pole, which doesn't actually exist zone? as like a physical place, but like, would it be in the same time zone as California? It's the same time as everywhere, maybe. Oh, wow. Depending on where you live. If it's, yeah, I guess actually the exact North Pole, yeah, that's, that's like science oh, and shit, man. man. That's not my forte. Whoa. So, yes, it is the same time. That's They're actually I... saying that to us watching it. It's yeah. the same time everywhere in the <laughs> world. Well, because we'd still have to have technical, like, you know, time, time passes zones. There. Well, it depends how big this, the North Pole is. Whatever just takes up the, the So, yeah, it would exist outside of time zones, but still, it would time would pass yeah. as, you know, just the I rotation. Mean, I mean, it's like daytime there a lot I mean, yeah it's, it's, but i'm just it's, saying yeah. time keeps moving yes. even if it doesn't seem to be reflected but maybe in not the it's a magical place so who knows <laughs> no there is no this is, this is quite controversial <laughs> the north and south pole uh, the exact magnetic pole or whatever is not some time free zone <laughs> or anything that's where i go to live forever so yeah outside of her window she's got a little flower box or something yeah. so she has stuck the the machine there but, oh, wait, yeah, we're talking about the North Pole. So, yes, the big reveal, that yes, it's the North Pole. Yes, it was Santa Claus Santa. in the cabin. But first we see Mrs. Claus, yeah. who is, like, talking on the phone. And then she gets off the phone and calls, like, her secretary or something. It's <laughs> just like, all right, send the elves in. And then we get the, the funny reveal that the elves in this reality are huge. They're not small at all. We get a, a tall, 
white guy. I think his name was Sparky, and then a tall black guy. Crumpet. Rep- representative, yes, Crumpet. But it's funny, we were trying to piece this together, but this is not Lord of the Rings. They haven't spent the money to figure out how to frame shots to make people seem bigger than they actually are or anything. So it seems that they just sent out a casting call for yeah seven foot tall guys or something. So it was funny, though, because the the white guy, Sparky, has like a very visible scar (laughs) on his face. So it makes him look extra scary, (laughs) already being really big, but their characters are very goofy and childish yeah and to add another extra wrinkle to their character quirks is that they're inventors or entrepreneurs Entrepreneurs, they're giving they pitch ideas of like yeah they're pitching an idea of to mrs claus robotic a robotic north pole that runs on like robots like yeah i don't know they're basically like or something let's turn santa into amazon so yeah so that way the elves aren't making toys but they can become telemarketers yeah that's what they're pitching which, oh, they predicted the future. Oh, that's but that just, true. they didn't really delve into Santa making toys or anything, but I always think that's so funny in any holiday movie because what do kids actually want? They want video game systems, they want hoverboards, they want iPads, they want all this branded shit. Well, you can't, you're not going to license all those things to put in your movie. So, what does Santa make kids? Little dolls wooden horses, yeah. footballs, just like the most basic boring shit that no kid would want. It's also like in Home Alone 2 when Kevin goes to that toy store in New York. Oh, this is so cool. Look at all this crazy stuff. It's like, I wouldn't want any of that shit. Where are the Star Wars action figures? True. But though, now I'm a cynical person and I hate Star Wars. Wow. I love Disney and I hate Disney and I love Star Wars and I hate Star Wars. I'm a very conflicted individual. What it sounds like. So Mrs. Claus gives the thumb down to the elves business presentation and then gets a, a phone call from Santa, or as she calls him, Papa. Yeah. Uh, and Santa's like, the machine is missing. And then the elves over here, and they're like, oh, my God. And Mrs. Claus is like, all right, well, I'm sure you'll find it here. I'll send some elves down your way, your best elves, or something like that. And then she But he says, doesn't get the best. She says, best. well, maybe I should let Telejohn say, because he loves to say Papa. She's like, bye, Papa. Papa. Bye, Papa. And then she does, a, like, a kissing noise. And that creates another question which is santa claus well i guess i'm i don't know if i've seen the the new disney plus christmas movie where it seems to show that maybe santa has like children or something but mrs claus and santa claus don't have children so uh-huh. i don't think they're having sex so i should say that i don't think they should be allowed to be like sexually cute with one another that's not right i don't wow. want that in my christmas jeez movie. i don't want to think about mrs claus and santa claus fucking Boning. no phone town USA. I don't need that Disney. What the fuck is wrong? With oh my god! <laughs> You're Santa. leave Santa alone. That's a beloved mascot for the Coca-Cola company that True. you're turning into some sexual fiend. <laughs> He's better than all of us. He's not held down by the sins and vices of human. Maybe Santa's asexual. Santa is God. Wow. <laughs> Santa is a supernatural being. <laughs> Or if he does have sex, it has to be like something weird, like an avatar where they connect their hair together or whatever. Oh, I don't I like even want to know what In. Santa does though. In, you know, he's got a he's got a big sack. That's all I'm saying. <sighs> Everybody's waiting for the man with the bag. Christmas is I here am. again. Chris Kringle, jingle jingle. My dad got a a mug from somebody he worked with, and on the side it said Jingle Juice. Oh, I, I saw your picture. Yes, it's, follow follow Lucas on Snapchat. For, no, for, <laughs> we're, not, we're not plugging. We're, we're that so yet. off track right now. Uh, but yeah, fine. no, not a good branding. So the elves are talking to Mrs. Claus afterwards, and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna go help Santa." And yeah. Mrs. Claus is like, "Okay, how about you take some reindeer?" And she says, "How about Prancer and Vixen? They don't get out much." <laughs> what does that mean? Exactly. <laughs> Everybody, well, I don't know all the names. I can't always recite them, but Santa has all of his... Comet and Cupid, Donner, Blitzen. You know, and the most wonderful reindeer, reindeer of all, Rudolph. Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. Dylan. You know, he says all of their names, and they yeah. are apparently all needed to lift up his sleigh, so they should all get out equally. Or if, I don't know, they're taking, like, day trips, or, like, I don't understand I, if knows? other elves are taking them. Hard to get to Los Angeles. 
That's a, oh. yes, that is, that's a very good question. Papa. If he, we don't see like any like you know a couple of reindeer he took or anything. No. But Sparky apparently is afraid of reindeer. One of them bit him once, and I'm like, is that how he got the scar? But no, oh. they didn't write it into the movie or anything. Should have. But then they reveal one of their other inventions because again they're very entrepreneurial, which is they call it the SUV, and I think it's they call it, it's like a Santa utility vehicle. But it's like a. It's a it's a some kind of flying Corvette vehicle. or it's not a Corvette or I don't know. It's it looks a little bit sports car-y. Yeah. And then yeah, they're flying away. And it's very tiny. Yes, it's very tiny. And we'll see what that's like for them. But yeah, back in LA, as I had mentioned, Allie had put the machine out earlier in the day on her like little flower bath, and then it was starting to snow. Yeah. And then it's really snowing, and then everybody in Allie's neighborhood is just popping off, they're marking out because hey, you know, I probably would be losing my shit if I lived in LA. Snow. With snow. Joey's running out there, and what do you think eh. he does? Of course, he's gotta try to eat you it. You gotta taste the snow. <laughs> What's it like? So, he's sticking out his This tongue. is the scene where he visibly he's seems drooling. to wipe spit or drool off no. of his face. And then in the sky, uh, they must be close to LA, but they don't seem to be like affected by the weather too much. No. We see the elves. Yeah. And it's so weird because the SUV. I guess is Santa sized because we do see them by Santa and they're much bigger than Santa. Yeah. But they're they're sitting in it and they're like kids. Their legs are like up to like their bodies. Yeah. Because they, they can't fit. It's like it's if a human sat inside what we would imagine an like elf sized sleigh or whatever to yeah, be. So I just yeah. didn't understand their. I still don't think Aspect it would really ratio. even fit Santa. Probably not. Uh, but it runs out of gas in midair. This. Magical thing made by the elves Why that runs on gas. Why couldn't it run off of, like, believe? The, the children's belief in Santa belief Claus. Belief in flying like, cars. Like, like an elf. We need the kids to clap if they <laughs> believe. But yes, they fall out of the sky. And then early on in this movie, we get a lot of cuts between the different things happening, the different players. And now we're cutting to back to Edwin, the, the newsman. Yeah. Who's giving a newscast saying what the weather is. And he's like, yeah, it's fucking hot and sunny for five days. Fuck california or whatever and then a guy runs up to him with the piece of paper and then it's oh it's a special news bulletin uh and clearly on the paper it's saying that there's a fucking snowstorm no, he, he reads and he's like oh, that's that's not possible and he crumples it up yes he doesn't believe it he crumples up the paper throws it away and this is he's kind of throwing a fit and we get a really funny just deadpan look from <laughs> his uh co-anchors anchors. or the main anchors as they're just looking at the producer being like what the fuck is <laughs> happening and i don't think it was I don't know if it was intended to really be funny, but it, it felt very like office awkward kind of. You know. Because he kept doing it, I think he threw it away three times. Yeah, two or three times, and eventually he's like, "Shit, I guess snow." So, yeah. Uh, so then he immediately gets on the case where he's like, "This is obviously fucking not right because this is L.A." So he's trying to track the storm, but then yeah. he gets called away. From his computer, by his boss, or to go the talk to the the station head, yeah, no. who is chewing him out because he's like, "You're fucking terrible. You're not. You don't smile. Why don't you smile? You're on the news. You're boring as fuck." And then he says, "Hey, I should fire you, but I only haven't fired you because because of your sister, your sister Belinda." And they do a pan over to a picture of the head dude and the and the sister, but the sister is Edwin. Without glasses and a wig on. Yes, it is very weird. And, and he's getting kissed. Yeah. He's kissing. Well, I'm not saying that. It's weird. Well, uh, it's, it's, just, it's just... It's, it's it, just it so weird. odd for... Yeah, it's just a weird... It's like a funny joke, but like it yeah. doesn't really make sense in the rest of the movie. We don't see her. It just seems also like a weird throwaway joke in a decom, but... Th- thing for maybe the adults, because kids aren't going to realize that. Kids aren't going to uh, Jacob didn't. <laughs> I had to point it out and then rewind yeah. it to him. So then this news head is like, hey, I'll give you one more chance. Get like a really fucking good story. Get out there, smile or whatever. He's like, get some celebrity news about how the snowstorms affect And he does. He gets some celebrity Pitt news. Too. Or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the storm, again, is highly localized to Allie's bedroom and also a little bit outside of her room. And then that's the thing is about the machine. When they first use it, it's localized and only like creates a cloud in the room. But then which, I guess it must adapt to the space. Yeah, in. yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, which, it's kind which of makes an interesting sense. thing. So, yeah, but I, I mean, it's not just... It doesn't make sense how the machine works at all, <laughs> but, Fair. you know, it's magic. Fair. It, it turns off and on at random times. Yeah, it's magic, but at the same time, it is it based on electricity, and they, it needs to be fixed at one Batteries, point. it needs some batteries. Yeah. So then, it's the next morning, they open up 
the windows. They hear on the news that it's a snow day and there's just snow everywhere. You know, they, they go through all the lists of schools and have gone through like all the schools. They're like, oh, they're all bummed because they, their school ended up in name, and then the the anchor just keeps like looking. Like we know oh. the name of their school anyway. <laughs> yeah, but well, because they're looking sad, and then they're like, oh, it looks like I I missed one here, and then they say their school, and then they fuck yeah, Joey's like, uh, uh, uh. he's yeah, Joey seems his hair trigger away, losing his mind and going into a. He had dives into a pile of snow outside. Yeah, you get the anything you want from a snow day montage. Snowball fights, shoveling, snow angels, uh, a convertible filled with people in snow just driving by. Everybody's having a great time. It's exciting for them, yeah. but it's not exciting for the mom who is still working on her catering orders and is still getting calls about them. People aren't canceling yet, but she gets another call from dad who is stranded at the airport. Womp, womp, womp. Back with the elves, they finally eventually meet up with Santa, who is outside of his cabin kind of freaking out because it's snowing in L.A. Yeah. And he also is disappointed that the elves are the two elves that we know that are sent there and not his actually good elves. Yeah. (laughs) So he kind of throws a bit of a fit that it's Sparky and Crumpet and not Fiona, and I don't even know who the other person was. We never meet him. It don't don't matter. He's investigating, looking around for where the machine could have been because he's like, oh, I thought I threw it away. They're looking around the garbage cans, and they come across a shoe print that they did reasonably set up that there was like a can that was taken off the garbage or fell down to cover up one of Allie's footprints yeah. so it wouldn't get covered up by snow. So Good thinking. Yeah, Good thinking. attention to detail there. Luckily, Santa has both an encyclopedic knowledge of shoes oh, yeah. and he would ask for this style of shoes the year before because the elves use like a computer system to model the shoe but santa's like no i already know what this fucking shoe is gonna be he's santa definitely has the autocomplete on his computer yeah that just says type in somebody's name and then the next autocomplete will be feet afterwards (laughs) but santa knows who asked for these shoes as well as as he should all the people on the naughty list so he decides with the elves that they're gonna Cross in the reference. LA area, and it, I, yeah. I, what did it come out to be like? Was it nine thousand or just a thousand? I thought it was like nineteen hundred, maybe. It was, maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was quite a few that we're gonna have to check with. Yeah, they're starting with the because he he knew everybody, but he's assuming that hey, whoever asked for these shoes that got on before, but then stole my fucking weather machine, yeah. they're probably gonna be on the naughty list this year, yeah. which. I don't know. Santa seems to have very intimate knowledge of some of the characters in this movie later on. And obviously seems to, as some of the stories go, have omniscient abilities where he knows all. So shouldn't he have just known who stole his his thing already? Or are we supposed to think that well, Santa at, just has... At the end of the movie, yes. We, we, we should believe that we would know. <laughs> yeah. No, so, no you know, spoil that, you don't though. want to think too much, but... Then we get a sick montage where it first starts off with kind of Christmas rock music playing and Santa's walking in front of the the elves. Yeah. He's wearing sunglasses. The elves are wearing sunglasses. It's this very music video moment of walking slowly towards the camera. Yeah. Bit of slow-mo, arm swinging kind of stuff. And it's just a montage of them busting naughty girls and oh I, I do i didn't mean the catching let's use the word catching nope they're catching them in the act they're not they're not busting on the naughty girl i didn't say busting on and they're just busting <laughs> naughty girls yeah uh so then we see yeah there we get a three girls one is hitting snowmen in the park with a baseball bat yeah and one of them she misses yeah the first poorly. one she hits just a glancing blow doesn't really obliterate the head she gets the other one, and they're probably just like, "Ah, eh, fuck it, that's fine. <laughs> we don't want to have to make another snowman or anything. Uh, another girl is whipping snow-covered branches at couples walking by, and they don't really, they don't seem that worried about it. No. And then Santa, the other girl, I think it was sneaking a, a chocolate or a cookie or something. She seemed the least naughty, but that was the one that Santa, within her house, teleports behind her. And it was like... Where are the drugs coming from? Swear to me. Oh, my God. So Santa got the girl in the house. The elves got the other two girls. And they're all like, we didn't do it. We didn't do it. And they're like, hmm, all right. Santa teleports out. 1,897 to go. Yeah, so I I would have liked to see the entire movie of them surprising young girls that like, hey, Santa's real. And I know fucking everything about you. And I'm always watching you. 
Literally. Yeah. You got any tip-offs for any other naughty girls <laughs> that uh, could have stolen something? So we'll see what the fruits of their labors maybe will produce later on. But then uh, we see back at home that mom is telling Allie and Joey the sad news that dad is stuck in pop, pop. San Francisco on his business trip and that yep. he won't be home for Christmas because the storm has seemed to move to San Francisco, which doesn't really it's need going to. all over the place it could just be because if there's a massive snowstorm happening in, in la it could it's not like places are gonna fly, fly them in exactly but, but hey uh, it's what it is it's it was heading home more the alley has created a situation that has gotten vastly out of control yeah and she, had she done fucked up but the girls, because Samantha's still here hearing about the sad news rush up to try to turn off the machine and it seems like they do but Clearly, we'll learn later on that they, they did don't. it, and it doesn't really make sense. But then we get a really unnecessary plot detail from Sam, where Allie's like, "Oh, isn't it so sad that my dad's gonna be gone?" And then she turns to Sam, and oh, Sam just looks so sad, and she's weeping. "Oh, I'm sorry, Sam. I didn't know." And then Sam's like, "It's not a big deal that my dad died when I was three years old." And she Sad. says it. It starts off so matter of factly, but then it gets you know legitimately somewhat emotional because she's like, yeah. "Oh, my mom always says Dad's favorite time of year was Christmas, and he'd play Christmas music during Halloween, and he was actually a bit obnoxious, and not a lot of people liked him, and I think that's why we think he got killed by somebody." Oh but- my god. <laughs> But, you know, and then she sheds a tear that may be real, may be fake, but, you know. It looks it was, like a real tear. It was all a, a decent scene, but also, like, why does this need to be in this movie? It's just like, hey, we don't want to cast Sam's dad as somebody. We just want to have her mom's so yes. like Save what? money. We kill a parent. And that happens, like, so many Disney yeah, movies where there's only, like, like a, one parent deal. Yeah, there always has to be an explanation for why somebody doesn't have a perfect nuclear family of a mom and a dad. It's either a divorce or, you know, a death in a surfing yeah. accident or a horse yeah. accident. Which, uh, this was, yeah, presumably a Christmas accident for Sam if we're following decom logic and tropes. True. Uh, so then, I don't know, Sam must have left because then we get a nice just family scene between mom, Joey, and the kids where the kids are like, hey, mom, we decorated a cactus because you suck and haven't gotten us a Christmas tree yet. True. But also that, hey, nobody can probably get anything in L.A. except no. for mom's catering assistant. Who he can, can always anywhere. get the supplies and always gets to her house. Fine. Yes. And then they roast marshmallows over the fire. The mom's like, ha. I got one one better thing. And I'm like, is this a Christmas thing in California or something? I had never heard of it or seen it. Also, it's something because they're roasting them on their, their fireplace in their house. It's like, they could do this anytime. It's but dangerous. Joey, of course, really likes <laughs> it. Later, later, we see him finishing off the bag of unused marshmallows. Yeah, no, we don't. <laughs> we don't want to be too mean to Joey. Off camera, he finishes off the bag of marshmallows. So that night, we then see the machine, which, again, seemed to have been switched off by the girls, then switch itself back yep, on or starts yep. turning up the turbines or whatever, and <laughs> it then it rocking. starts snowing again. And Yes, yeah, so, so this happens in the middle of the night. So, yeah, she she falls asleep not knowing that So we're supposed snowing. to presume that they did something that they thought turned it off, and yeah. this somehow just coincides either with it just had powered itself off and then back on or it just yeah it just is such a convenience and coincidence yeah. she wakes up the next morning Allie, that is tries to turn it off she can't so it's just like why even add the scene i guess they wanted us to have like a nice little relaxed moment before things kept coming out bad yeah but it was just a little the machine of course again makes absolutely no sense how it works or how it even functions really so True. then at the news station, we start to hear from like Edwin that it's been like 14 inches. I think it was even 14 inches like the day before. And then it's increasing in amount. So quite literally, this is clearly written by somebody who does not have a ton of experience with snow because 14 inches. That's a lot of snow. In a Minnesota town that can still probably because 14 inches over a day would no. have been, you know, that's going to grind most operations to a halt. And that's in no. a place that is prepared for snow. And I, I don't As know. opposed to L.A. where this doesn't have. It doesn't get snow. Snow plows? Yeah. The they shovels they plows? use are like garden shovels and no. not snow shovels. 
So and as they're getting more snow, this movie really should eventually just turn into Krampus, <laughs> where there's this supernatural snowstorm that is should just yeah be cutting off people from anybody else outside Life. of their house. But nothing that dramatic quite happens. Let's see. And then Edwin, this is where he does something on his computer where he 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 collected some snow. Right? Oh yes, that's, I completely snow, forgot about that. And he drops that. it into like a beaker yeah, some of like blue a weird liquid. blue liquid. And then he's like, hmm, interesting. And it like does all these calculations. He's like, oh, it's from this street. It's from this house. Yeah, it's you from- know, science shit. So his computer has given him the actual exact, exact home location. address of Allie's house. That the storm no. is coming from here. No. So I don't know if he already like assumed somebody had a weather machine or because he's just like, hmm, exactly. And he's not like, huh. That's weird. So the kids then get told by mom again that for real this time, not just dad isn't coming for Christmas, but aunt and uncle, who Joey's happy because the uncle always smokes cigars and probably like diddles him at night. Oh my. (laughs) But then also grandma and grandpa aren't coming and Joey's not happy about them because probably grandma and grandpa give great presents. Exactly. (laughs) The ultimate Christmas presents. (laughs) So again, the kids are sad. Allie goes up to try and fix the machine. I think this is, yeah, Samantha's here. But Joey has already snuck up there. And we see, as the girls are going into the room, we see Joey at the window trying to climb climb out. And it's like, is Joey going to jump? Is he killing himself because dad's not going to be home for Christmas? He's not going to get a, a, what would it be? Probably, he could have gotten, 2000 might have been like a PS2 from like grandma and grandpa or something. Okay. Maybe an N64. No, wait till you see for an Not not quite uh, DS, but no, what Joey is doing is he thinks his present is the weather machine and he sees Uh, it outside. So he's like, Joey's not the smartest. No. But he thinks that Allie has stashed his present away. I guess he did set up that he's usually very good at finding Christmas presents. So maybe. He's always climbing out and looking in the flower. (laughs) But they pull him back in and it's like, hey, no, that's not for you. You have to leave that alone. And then Joey's just like, Dark. yeah, he he gets very, he's very like, like, we don't know how to make you exit scenes. So how about you just get very Scream. mad and Upset swing your bad. arms very quickly back and yes. forth and walk away. Uh, then the power goes out. So the girls head out to the garage because they know that there's going to be some flashlights out there. But the lights are off in the garage. They're kind of fumbling around. We hear, what is that, like a man's voice? And then the lights turn on. And then we get a, one of those fun scenes of everybody screaming. And then we also see the elves are there. They're screaming. And Santa's screaming. We all scream for the ultimate Christmas Ice present. cream. So Santa tells the girls, or I think he just tells Allie specifically. He's like, hey, we know what's up. Allie, by the way, you're on the naughty list. And Allie just makes a face at him. Like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> also, Allie kind of tries to play it cool. And it's like, I don't believe you. Uh, Santa's like, oh, yeah. Because he lists off a bunch of stuff about, oh, like, hey, you like Blake. You, your favorite toppings on pizza are pepperoni and cheese. And then he tries to prove it to her by saying, like, hey, Samantha, you listen to Ricky Martin music and dance in your room and pretend you're married to Ricky Martin. And she's like, oh, my God, Santa, stop. And then Allie makes fun of her. <laughs> and Santa's like, hey, Allie, uh, you like to think that you have the perfect home life and you like to give that outward appearance to people. But actually, you're hiding a secret <laughs> that your family is extremely dysfunctional and everybody's running around at their own pace and nobody's together and you wish they really were. True. And then Samantha goes, Allie, you never told me that. (laughs) Caught. And then, again, it's like, yeah, that seems to be like a fair message or theme in this movie for Allie's family. But then it's it just seems so much weird that we have to have two depressing moments between Allie's family and then learning that Samantha's dad died when she was three years old. So now they're convinced that, yes, this is actually Santa Claus in front of us. Yeah. Meanwhile, Edwin the Weatherman... Uh, Weather, who is weatherman weatherman you know weatherman weather weatherman i'm just trying to have okay. fun okay what you're gonna tell me it's not the amazing spider-man now oh my god okay moving on but he had edwin <laughs> had commandeered a, a snowmobile yeah his car got stuck yeah. in the snow and where did the snowmobile come from a guy was just driving it down the driving street down and had it stored for a snowy day He's like, I'm an investigative weatherman. I need your your <laughs> snowmobile. Okay, sure, whatever. 
Uh, so he pushes the dude off, arrives at the house, knocks at the door, and the mom answers it. And he's like, "Don't you know who I am?" And you... she's like, "No." And he's like, "Hey, yeah. I'm on TV." And she's like, "Oh yeah, sure. Do you want to come in or something?" And he's, and he's like, "What did he, say? he said? You won like an afternoon with Edwin or something?" Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. He makes up some contest, and, and she's like, "I don't remember entering that." <laughs> So Edwin comes in and he starts to investigate and the mom's like, hey, uh, what's up? And he's like, oh, you know, kind of making excuses, asking her questions about, oh, is this your husband? What does he do? Is he like work for the government? Yeah. And then he she offers him some coffee and then he also just asks for a bunch of other stuff. He's like some and this was kind of funny. He's like some cookies, some candy, some popcorn, uh, maybe like a pot roast, yams. You got yams. All for the the intended goal of her being distracted so he can search the house uninterrupted. So back in the garage, unaware that Edwin is there, the girls explain to Santa what happened. Oh, they took the, the machine. We're so sorry. Santa explains why the fuck he was in L.A., which is pretty dumb that he had come down from the North Pole because it was like too noisy up there. Yeah. Does not explain how he came down. So again, we don't. He did not take reindeer. He did not take the, the SUV. Car thing, yeah. It's don't worry about it. And he says, "Hey, this machine. I just wanted to give everyone the ultimate Christmas present." But I'm t- turn to the camera and wink, uh, and that the ultimate Christmas present would be to provide a beautiful white light, a, a light snowfall. Yeah, you know, a nice, you know, the picturesque movie style snow yes. for everybody. So everybody would just take a moment to appreciate it. Maybe things would slow down because you can't go everywhere. You just spend time with family. Yeah. Okay. Then why the earthquake setting, Santa? Earthquake and lightning and <laughs> what are you doing? Tsunami Santa? and tornadoes. Like, what is this? I think it's just a cover. <laughs> He's like, oh, you found my evil weather <laughs> machine. Yes, I just wanted people to have a nice Christmas. <laughs> I am Santa, not oh, what's that? You're rearranging the letters of my name? Yes, I am Satan. Satan. <laughs> maybe what he was doing is, you know, maybe throughout the year he's this making This is actually all this... Krampus. This is oh the evil my. Santa. I was saying maybe throughout the year he's making all this bad weather happen so people appreciate winter more and can appreciate Christmas more and Santa more. Santa's gonna cause the the big one in LA to make it drop <laughs> off into the ocean because they just don't appreciate weather enough. <laughs> So Edwin goes into Allie's room and finds Joey in there who had he's snuck sitting in. on the floor with the machine, like maybe which now screaming. the machine is still making his snow outside, but also and within inside, Allie's there's room. There's a cloud above him, and you know whatever. Joey's got to look like he's like frozen. Uh, to it. Uh, uh, who are you, man? And then Edwin tells him that he needs to give him. You're the machine. a bad boy. You're a naughty boy. Give yeah. me it. You're gonna go to jail because you stole <laughs> that from somebody. So he literally like leaves the scene. Joey, that is, and goes, ah! He, like, swings his arms again, runs downstairs to yell at his mom that this guy has threatened him with jail time. Yes. And mom's like, what the fuck? <laughs> then the Santa, the Santa, put some respect Santa. on him, the Santa, the Santa, as well as the elves and the girls all sneak into the house. They, I don't even think they really need to distract the mom that much, but they do play ding-dong ditch with the mom. Luckily, I guess their doorbell still functions without power. And then they find Edwin as he's leaving. He's trying to go down the steps with the machine. And then he turns around, runs upstairs, and runs and jumps through the window in... uh, Well, it doesn't quite jump, but he climbs outside of the window and then falls outside of Allie's room. And then as the rest of the crew is running downstairs to catch up with him, he escapes on his snowmobile. Yeah. And... This, well, this probably would have been beyond the budget of this movie, but they could have had, like, a fun reindeer sleigh chase with Edwin on the snowmobile. That would have been But good. no, it's pretty abbreviated. He drives past the guy that he had stole the snowmobile from. Yeah. And then crashes it into the wooden door, big, like, garage door of a candy factory, and then crashes into something that makes him fly off of the snowmobile into a giant vat of chocolate. Yes. Melted chocolate. Which to stay at that, stay in the liquid form. Would have had to have been hot. Probably has to be a little warm. So he's scalding. <laughs> His skin is burning with chocolate melting. But he's pretty chill about yes. it. Uh, it must just be, you know, it's just chocolate pudding. It's the, the snack pack factor. Oh, possibly. <laughs> but he is able to keep the egg outside of the chocolate. It doesn't fully go it in. It gets dirty. 
Well, yeah, it, it does, does eventually get, get dirty. Uh, Santa and the kids and the elves catch up and they follow him or they, you know, they see the snowmobile wrecked yeah. and then they see the, the vat of chocolate, which is this, yeah, covered with handprints, but their handprints, they're not facing the right way. They're facing no. as if somebody just went up and put their handprints Pushed on the side of it. upside down like opposed, he was climbing out. Yeah. It's kind of confusing to say like the right side of your handprints, yeah. but you either know what we mean or you don't know what you mean. And either it, way, we're gonna move on. As as they're peering in into the room, of course you have the uh, the man that owned the snowmobile kind of just creepily kind of just make a little appearance. He's like, like, Santa, I like that. can I get my snowmobile back? <laughs> no, you have also been not. <laughs> I've seen your internet searches. <laughs> but then they see some chocolatey footprints. Yes, but but there was no drip with it, which you know, in a few minutes you should if, you know, hey if clearly you're somebody who's gotten covered in chocolate you know that you're gonna be dripping so but there's just perfect footprints no drip no drip no drip and then eventually as yeah you just said there is dripping because one of the elves is getting dripped on from up above <laughs> and he's licking it off of his hand that was it's raining chocolate you're so silly yep. chocolate like, rain what are you doing Why? stay dry and others feel the yes. pain excuse me as i turn away from the microphone to breathe <sighs> Something we don't follow on this no. show at all. But again, hey, I tried to edit around. But then, yeah, it's like a walkway with the ladder leading up to it. And Edwin's no. up there with the machine and like a giant candy cane. And at this point, he just seems deranged. He's not the the fun, awkward guy. I thought he was going to be at the beginning of the movie. He's somehow the villain of this movie. Yeah, he turns into a real prick. I don't. I think he just is worried about losing his job, I guess. So he wants to have this great story of revealing about the weather machine so that's why he doesn't want to give it up because he probably could be like hey is that guy santa claus yeah but he doesn't really put that together uh and then with the candy cane as there's an elf climbing up to reach up to him he hooks onto some kind of hook and chain and again we can say hey you guys as he swings around but then he falls off uh at first he drops the machine Allie catches it in a spectacular fashion and then he falls into this time a, a box or something of cotton candy so now he is yeah. tar and feathered if you will but rather chocolated and cotton candy they collect edwin and the machine and they head back to santa's cabin which seems like they not the best place to try to get to during the snowstorm but hey he's got the tools there so santa fixes the machine but then it doesn't seem to work no and then Allie, having to be the protagonist and has to be smarter than Santa, says, hey, have you checked the batteries? And Santa did not use his normal brand of batteries, which apparently last 100 years and are manufactured in special plastic packaging at the North Pole. Wow. Which, you know. Convenient. Can't be that good of a business model if they last 100 years. You got to have that repeat. True. You know, that's why nothing lasts anymore is because then you need people to buy it. Huh? True. Yeah. It's an easy, Grandpa. Uh, so then they fix the machine, they crank it on up to 58 degrees, and then they don't quite be like, and the snow's just immediately melting. Melted. At least they got Causing that right. a flash right. flood. It's not like a, a speed-up video of somebody putting like a heat lamp on a pile of snow. That'd be so much water. Yeah, no, it, it would create a different problem. Though, I mean, we saw how arid L.A. was at the beginning It would just soak into the dry. You know, they're probably worried about mudslides, though. Mm. They do talk about mudslides at one point yeah, in the movie. Yeah, mentioned the mudslides. So Santa's like, fuck, it's Christmas. I got to get out there and deliver presents. But first stops and tells Allie, by the way, you are still on the naughty list. (laughs) You're not getting anything this year, but here's how you can get off of it. And he tells her stuff like, be responsible, blah, blah, blah. But really, it's like, hey, don't steal shit. True. (laughs) Just don't do that. (laughs) And I'll let you get a Game Boy (laughs) or something. And then Santa goes over and gives Edwin a pep talk. He's like, Edwin, I know you from when Eddie. you were a kid. All you wanted to be was a weatherman. 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 You know, because when it's a single word, you don't, you know. I think I'm in the right. Maybe I'm in the wrong. No big deal. Edwin's like, yeah, when kids are playing, all I wanted to be was a meteorologist. Yeah. And Santa's like, hey, you need to stop being bad, too, and stealing shit. <laughs> and I maybe got a job for you. Ooh, what could that be? We'll see very shortly. Yes. And then last but not least, before Santa goes, Allie being shitty, already knowing that she's on the naughty list. She's like, well, can I have a favor? Even though I may be the worst girl of the year. (laughs) And what could that favor be? Well, we'll see in a little bit. Yes, we will. Then it's Christmas morning back at Allie's house. 
Alley cats striking back. Oh, God. I don't know. That just popped gods. into my head. Uh, there's no presents. They don't have the tree. They still just have the cactus tree. Yeah. But most importantly, there's no have dad. E- but they have each other, Lucas. Yeah. They have each other. I think the power's on, so at least they have heat, maybe. Yeah, that too. Maybe not. And then they're kind of talking. It's like, well, this is fine. Just us. But then there's a card that we see blink Magically, into existence yes. on the tree. Allie picks it up and reads... Your present should be arriving soon. And, and it's, it's kind of like a postcard. You you hear you, so you hear grandpa. You, know, you, hear, you, hear, you hear Santa like grandpa's whispering. here. You hear Santa whispering, and your present should arrive. And then she opens it now. And then you hear the yeah. and you hear the horn. Everybody's like, "Fucking keep it down! It's Christmas morning. I'm trying to sleep." But they look out the window. Oh my God! It's Dad coming out of a jeep. We see the windows come down of the Jeep that it's the elves that had dropped off Daddy. And then Allie's like, oh, this is so nice. The family's gathered up. And then Allie says, you know what? This is the real ultimate Christmas present. Wow. Or she says, it's maybe not quite like that. It's it's something about Christmas, ultimate Christmas present. No, I'm saying, she doesn't say, this is the real ultimate Christmas present. She's like, this is the ultimate Christmas present. Which it's supposed to imply that Santa's wasn't the real one again he's an evil weather mastermind (laughs) and that this is the better ultimate christmas family you know it's all family it's all about all and Allie's family samantha sorry your dad dead you basically why didn't she wish for her father back get over it you were three years old you're 14 now and then we get a kind of probably a crane shot some kind of flying away shot of the family all celebrating out in the snow and then it cuts to a television where Santa Claus is watching this scene unfold. Yes, he'll see you Does when you're sleeping. Does he have drones? He knows when you're awake. Yes, he knows if you've been be... bad or good. So he's going to creep on you forever and ever. You better watch out. You better watch out. You, you better, better watch, watch out. out. You, you better, better watch out. <laughs> but then it's supposed to be a fun image of the TV screen. And so, get a, so, an co- image of Santa superimposed across it. Call back to we kind of alluded to but like like he should have known right then and there he could have went to the footage to see who stole no, the it, machine santa somewhere at his workshop should have a wall of television screen <laughs> like <laughs> adrian vice and watchman or the architect in the matrix where he's just watching all these kids and that then the screens good. are always flicking over in like three to five seconds to some other kid and that he's just absorbing good. all the knowledge <laughs> that would have been so good <laughs> but yeah we see just the single television he's watching it with mrs claus as they're like i don't know doing something under oh, the man. under the shirt hey i don't want to know just about polishing it polishing off the candy cane <laughs> yeah uh, then we see the image of the tv and then we see a bit of a fade in super imposition of santa's face across it and his eye twinkles and it's supposed to be like a fun thing but it comes off as terrifying that's creepy very big <laughs> brother stays on his face as the fade out yeah it's just his face and the fade but then we need to check in oh, one boy. last time with edwin where is he well santa i guess it doesn't say when it, or maybe i can't remember if it says where it is antarctica oh, no, i think it is I, I meant to say when it is yeah. like did santa just like drop him off as he's delivering presents but he is at yes the south pole some research center he's teaching a class to some researchers down there about that weather look very similar to him they are his type yes, they are very his people revenge of the nerds type casting glasses big glasses and a wide open mouth yeah mouths open breathing wow isn't this great (laughs) it's like i guess well i would say most of what you're doing at the south pole is probably some kind of weather research or something so like what is this no name fucking literal who weatherman coming down here to tell us what our business is but hey they're happy it's this is the ultimate, ultimate Christmas, Christmas present. present. <laughs> and then I think, because they can't have that be the final shot of the movie, they cut back to the family celebrating one more time, and then that's yes. the end of the movie. We get some kind of jingle bell rock, but not the, the one you want at the end <laughs> as the credits music. No. And this was the ultimate Christmas present. But no, that was the ultimate Christmas present. That was. So... Final judgments, thoughts on the ultimate Christmas present, Jacob. Oh, man. Trying to think of, like, some negative things to say for once, but I... I'd say their treatment of snow is uh, not realistic all the time, but... 
That can be said about you, most you mentioned movies. The snow, yeah, when, when the cars were sitting in traffic, Lucas had said when we were watching it, you couldn't really see any like track marks from you the tires. You don't see any puffs of somebody's breath. So um, you know. at one point, when the the mom opens the door, it looks like stuff, but it looks like she's like literally getting like the paper or whatever they're <laughs> using like in her eyes that she's like brushing away. Other than are that, you gonna watch this every year at Christmas time now? Might have to. Is this what you're giving to your parents this year? <laughs> hey, mom and dad, I've heard this is the ultimate Christmas present. A subscription to Disney Plus. Oh, man. I can have a bit of a side here where I'm saying, you know what, Disney Plus? You could be better. Oh. As far as the video quality. At least on the PS4, which is how we watch, watch it. it yes. There's visual hitches, like when little bit of video stutters. Well, the rewinding, well, but even just as it too. plays, it'll sometimes like hitch up for like a second. And there's been multiple updates. Hasn't been fixed yet, so hey, you accuse us Get of being Disney shills, maybe. And also, like the offering of stuff isn't that great. I was watching The Nightmare Before Christmas because I like that movie a lot. Yeah, uh, though I'm not like a, a weird hot topic fanboy oh, or anything. Yes, or fan, probably fangirl more likely. Ooh. And that's what I watch when I wrap Christmas presents. And I have the movie on Blu-ray, and I'm like, well, should I get it? Because the streaming quality for it wasn't that great. Huh. And then somebody came home and they were kind of using up some of the bandwidth. And then like... It really got I don't bad. know like if, yeah, weird stuff with like our internet. It would literally like stop playing. Like the audio would continue oh, and then it would like not play. So maybe, and then like it would catch up. So maybe it's up, just something so. with their connection rather than... I don't know. I, I think a lot of streaming services like Netflix do take into account that stuff. And, you know, they buffer up further ahead. So yeah. just the way they work. I'm just saying Disney could be improving the biggest or one of the biggest media companies in the world. Could have a better. Stop being so cheap, Disney. Pay your employees. Well, it is cheap. I, you know, it's only seven ninety nine, and I got it even cheaper for buying three years up front. But yeah, you know, it's an older animated movie, so the visual quality isn't the most apparent thing. But it would have looked better if I probably even put my DVD copy in of it because I have it on DVD, really, and Blu-ray. <laughs> so. When I'm wrapping presents. Not of an ultimate Christmas. Pre- I was just like, uh, when you said that, I was like, oh, you have the yeah. ultimate Christmas present on DVD yep. and Blu-ray? I'm giving it to all of my family members this year. <laughs> but no, I am winning Carol. Christmas. <laughs> but at least with that, I was wrapping presents. I'm mostly just listening to it for the music anyways, yeah, which was fair. fine because I'll that's almost all I could get at times because the video was not progressing along with the audio. I kind of cut you off with that, but I'll agree that i think not much to complain about i I mean i'm glad they got rid of block a blake you know like they kind of yeah no it's very i mean i mean you could argue oh you know left left some loose ends but not really we don't need him one interesting thing they could have done with that is have her be for a moment like more upset that she couldn't go to blake's party than her dad being stranded or something like if we weren't taking notes if we weren't if we weren't doing this we wouldn't even remember blake at all in that whole situation i don't i probably still would have laughed Because it's just like, oh, Blake is so cool. This is Blake? Yes, he was a very I'm pretty sure at that age, I looked cooler than Blake. He, he, yeah, he was like a foot shorter. He also looked shorter. younger than them. Yes, yeah, he was like a foot shorter than these girls. Yeah, if he, he was the same like age as them, he was, I mean, hey, everybody grows, but he was a manlet at that age. Yes, not, yeah. I didn't take notes previous to watching this movie, so I wasn't giving it my full attention, but it's 80 minutes long. It's not a, a full 90 like some DCOMs. Pretty breezy, has a few intersecting plots that work pretty well. Decent message at the end, you know, which is always yeah. good in a Christmas movie. We is like decent message. Making it be something about like the spirit of Christmas, which is why, maybe controversial, but probably not because a bunch of annoying people say this all the time. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie because Christmas is just a setting for the movie. I don't care if he says ho 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 or whatever <laughs> it's not a christmas movie really but yeah you know there's lots of bad christmas movies out there there's a billion lifetime christmas movies and the worst christmas movie of all time and jingle all the way and That's i a would great movie i don't Starring know if i'll watch the ultimate movie. christmas present every year but i would always watch it before jingle all the way i actually bought that for my brother on dvd one year and he loved it well, he at least tried to say he liked it. I bought it for him, knowing it was a bad movie, and it's like, he liked it, and it's like, okay, sure. I'll show him by buying him the movie, and then one year, probably the year after or whatever, it was a family time, and it's like, oh, let's all watch a Christmas movie together. And they're like, Lucas, Jingle you pick. Jingle all the way. And I don't know, I was in a bad mood or something, wow, so I picked Scrooge. Jingle all the way, and the, everybody besides my brother was like, why did we watch that? <laughs> the movie was so bad. And I'm like, that's what you get for making me spend time with the family. 
Now, as we're closing this podcast, hopefully for you to spend time with your family, or maybe this podcast gave you a bit of a, a respite of spending time with your family. Thank you. We appreciate your time. Yeah. And your follows show your and your likes and your more. subscriptions yes. and your comments and your emails and your donations. Yeah, well, Jacob's cutting into my whole spiel now. But yes, <laughs> if you want to send in your season greetings or what have you, you can email us at a whole new pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at a whole new pod. Jacob tweeted for the first time in probably like three months. Yeah. So it's a Christmas marriage. <laughs> it's the ultimate Christmas present. A tweet from Jacob Telejohn. <laughs> Rate us, if it's possible, on your podcast platform of choice. Yeah. Specifically, yeah, rate us and review us on iTunes. Tell your family and friends during the holidays. Please do. Clearly, our joke of saying this was the ultimate Christmas present, this podcast, very good. Very proud of that joke. So use that on your family members, and they'll be like, um, have you been having some eggnog? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And then, yeah, we're also on Google Podcasts. I don't know if you can actually review us or rate us on there. Follow us on Spotify, and yes, like, subscribe, comment, hit that bell on YouTube. Yeah, get those notifications going. Come on now. I mean, it's not any different than if you have a you know subscription to the podcast, because probably would be updating or notifying you. Yes. But it might notify you to then go to your podcast app to then refresh it, and then you'll have the episode yeah. download. Listen and watch us and like us on every every platform, please. Thank you. I guess, yeah, so speak of the platform they can connect with you on. You can follow me on Twitter at uh, Jacob underscore Telejohn, J-A-C-O-B underscore T-E-L-L-I-J-O-H-N on Twitter for that hot follow back. And with that, again, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, New Year, Festivus if you're uh, Sam Blazing probably. Oh my. Because <laughs> it's, it's a Seinfeld joke. But yeah, have a good time. Uh, happy New Year's. I don't know. Well, we're definitely got, not getting another episode out before New Year's. But we might have a, a bit of a, a week buffer period. We might take a week off. So we might already get off. Hey, New Year's resolution. Let's oh, not man. stick to our schedule. But hey, we'll see. One a month, it's, baby. It's a, a brand new year, both in DCOMs and for us in the real world. Oh, yeah. 2020 and 2001. The year of the DCOM. That's scary. Not 9-11. <laughs> 2020, that is scary. Uh, yeah, it's pretty wild. Uh, we are old. Yep. That's not and how we want to end the episode. Yeah. <laughs> the slow realization. But at least we're not dead. We're not dead like Sam's dad. And In the movie, Sam's dad does the podcast, is not dead. <laughs> All right. And with that, I'll say... Feliz Navidad. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs>